So today we have uh, Gil Hildebrand on our podcast. Uh, he is the founder of Gilded.Finance, and um, I'd like for him to just introduce himself. Uh, welcome, and, and, and welcome to the Crypto CFOs podcast, Gil. Thanks, Taylor. Uh, really happy to be here. So a little bit about my background. I was a software developer for 20 years, uh, have no accounting experience directly. However, I have been an entrepreneur just as long as I've been a software developer. So I've had to deal with the entrepreneurial end of, you know, financial statements and uh, budgeting and all the other, you know, finance and accounting related functions of a business. Um, I had a previous company called Squidoo that was a social publishing platform where we paid back half of the money that we made to the people that created content on our platform. And I built all the billing and payment systems that we use to pay tens of millions of dollars to our users all over the world. So that sounds very much like a Web3 or crypto problem. Um, and you know, we would have used crypto except we started the company in 2005 before oh, Bitcoin perfect. was invented. Yeah, so, a little tough. Um, I I saw you know firsthand how difficult this was to pay people electronically, to pay people internationally. And I just knew there had to be a better way, but there wasn't at that time. It really stuck with me. And then many years later, after that company was acquired, I discovered crypto, and I realized you know hey, this is that hundred x improvement that I was looking for in the financial infrastructure. I started thinking, okay, every business, you know, had to get a website, had to get an email address when the internet blew up. And it seems that this is going to blow up the same way. What would it take for them to get a crypto wallet? And I realized that getting a crypto wallet is free, right? You know, any exchange or any, any non-custodial wallet is free. Uh, but if you start using it, it can become an operational nightmare. And <laughs> that I saw was the opportunity for Gilded to become um, the solution for businesses who are operating in crypto. They have back office workflow challenges, whether those are related to finance or accounting uh, or anything of that nature. And to be able to provide a uh, an experience that feels familiar for people coming into the space. Here's the thing. This is a brand new industry. There are very few people that actually have experience working with it. Usually when people come in, their, their, their current role in crypto is their first role in crypto. And so, you know, especially when it comes to the back office finance folks who aren't in the, the necessarily technical crypto part of the organization, in many cases, they now need to go to work without, you know, the tools that they're used to, um, whether that be accounting software, payment software, all those sorts of things. And so that's the opportunity that I saw for Gilded as well as the vision that we're building towards. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're seeing with the, uh, the FTX collapse, the kind of challenges that these major organizations have when dealing with crypto. 
And whether it was by design or not, they didn't have an accounting department. And so it created this organizational nightmare from, from looking into the books to the point where now we have um, John Ray, John J. Ray III talking about it as, the, as if it's, you know, it, it's bigger than Enron because of all the challenges they had and whether they chose to kind of formulate it that way so they could obscure what was going on or not. But um, yeah, it's, it, it's definitely needed. And, and I'm glad that you guys are doing what you're doing in this space. Um, one yeah, of the, so, oh, sorry, one, go ahead. The, one of the things that I think is, is missing from this space is like an operational playbook or best practices that takes time because uh, if, if you, if, if you own a construction company and you want to find a new head of finance for your construction company, you can probably find someone who has been a CFO for 20 years of a construction company. You can bring them in, they can bring their experience and best practices to the organization. Now, to some extent, you can do that within crypto as well. Like you can you can hire someone, you know, whether they're a CPA or someone on the finance team, and they can say, look, guys, we need budgets, we need financial statements, but there's a whole lot more outside of that that are just things that you might not even know that you don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, what are all of the wallets that your company uses? A lot of times you have, you know, people on the development team who are using wallets for business purposes that the finance team has no clue about. Yeah. And there's expenses passing through them. There's all sorts of things happening, um, but there's no approval process. You know, that's one example. There's plenty of other examples like, you know, do you have a documented treasury management policy? Um, and these are things that in the old world, you don't think about, Yeah, but they're very much a part of day-to-day -day life in Web3. Yeah. And I think to your point about the construction, your, your, the example of the construction company, like you could even take someone that's not in that, in, in the same industry, but has familiarity with traditional finance and you could almost put them in a similar role like that and they could do fine. But with the advent of, of crypto and, 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 and blockchains, we have all these additional challenges like you alluded to. And um, that kind of leads me into my next question for you. Um, one of the terms that I first heard from you, actually, um, I had been, I guess, practicing it a little bit without really knowing I was, um, but you, you mentioned the term wallet hygiene. And I just wanted to see kind of like what that term means to you, because I, I love that term. I love, I love when you started to talk about that. And I'd love to hear kind of what, what that term means to you. Well, crypto is a little bit different from traditional finance for businesses in that, again, it's free to create a crypto wallet. And so uh, you may also find in the old world that going to a bank and setting up a bank account, they may give you a free account, you know, if you hold a certain amount of deposits or something like that. But typically you're not having 10 different bank accounts, you know, for a business, uh, there may be a reason why you have that, but nine out of 10 businesses don't operate that way. But in crypto, um, you have two scenarios. A lot of times you either have uh, everything running through one wallet, 
And then other times you have way too many wallets and no, no best practices, no policies around whether you should create another wallet or who has access to the wallet or anything like that. So you have these two polarizing ends. Um, sometimes you even have cases where there's business activity that's happening, happening in the personal wallet of one of the founders of the company or you know, someone who was there from the beginning. Why is that the case? A lot of times that's the case because the people who start the company are the ones who are deepest into crypto. And so before they can get the rest of their team on board, they're like, oh, I'll just pay for this expense myself from my wallet and you can just reimburse me. Well, that that's fine, but you still need to be able to track those things. And it would be better if that activity happened from a corporate owned wallet. So when I think about wallet hygiene, I think about whether there is uh, intent around how wallets are created and used within the organization. There may be uh, like internal control or policy reasons why you want certain wallets to exist. There may also be accounting reasons because for financial reporting reasons. For example, you may want to set up a specific wallet that's dedicated to revenue from a specific place so that it's easier to identify that revenue. That's one of the things that accountants need to kind of understand about this space is that, um, that you know, everyone understands the data on a, on a blockchain is public, right? You can go to Etherscan and look at a specific transaction and see what it occurred. You can look at a specific wallet and see all the activity. It's like if your bank statements were public, except it's not for two reasons. One, because we don't necessarily who owns a, know who owns a certain wallet. And two, because when we see the list of transactions in our wallet, we can see that a transaction occurred. We can see the amount, but there's no helpful description like on a bank or credit card statement that explains what this was for. Right. And so you can work around that problem by, you know, organizing your wallet in a certain way where you actually understand the flow of funds. And so when you see funds going into a certain place, you have pretty high confidence in what that actually is. Right. And that's kind of a new concept that can be turned in, turned from a, a huge problem within a Web3 organization to uh, a huge opportunity to make the whole back office process a lot easier. Yeah, I think it's interesting when you talk about, you know, the ability to create wallets for free. I mean, that's it's a great advantage. Um, and, and like you say, it could be a, a disadvantage if you do too many, but if you have a a documented policy for why and when you're creating a new wallet and um, you start to look at, okay, we know that everything that's coming out of this is payroll expenses. So we, it makes it much easier to reconcile things like that at the end of the month. And, you know, to your point, it's, it's really nice to be able to look at an ether scan address and see it formulated like a bank statement, but it's still complicated in seeing, you know, you have your only transactions, you have your internal transactions, you have your ERC-20 token transaction. So um, there still is, like you say, a, 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 so some complexities there that we need to 
be able to kind of parse through. And I think having good wallet hygiene is, is, a, is an amazing first step for people that are um, getting into this space. So um, an, another question I had for you, um, because I know you guys work with a lot of accountants and, and kind of getting them up to speed on best practices. Um, if you had one piece of advice to give a no-coiner accountant, uh, so someone who's never held any crypto assets and they're just fresh, getting freshly into the, into the space, um, what would it be? Very simple. Sign up for a Coinbase account or another exchange, put $10 or $50 into that account, learn how to set up a non-custodial wallet, like a MetaMask wallet, learn how to transfer funds from Coinbase to that wallet, um, learn how to look at those transactions on a block explorer like Etherscan, and then uh, practice calculating your capital gains. <laughs> and if you do those things, even with a very simple transaction history, you'll demystify this so much. You may be mystified in the process, but by the end of it, you will be uh, much more clear on, on what this actually is. And you'll have an idea of what the unknowns are. Um, whereas I think if, if you're starting out and you're, let's say a partner at a CPA firm and you know, you would like to start advertising crypto services, but you don't really know anything. It's hard to know whether you can service a specific client or not. Yeah. And by getting some direct experience, you will have a, a better appreciation and understanding of, you know, what's, what's going to work for, for you and for your clients. Yeah. I think one other piece I would add to that is just and then try to do a quick trade on Uniswap or something like that. You know, maybe you want to do it on Polygon so you don't spend too much on gas, but gas isn't too outrageous right now. Um, but yeah, just so you can see that on chain too, because it's it's exactly like what you say. The more you get in it and you actually start doing it, it goes from this. Um, one one of the pieces of advice I give people is to think of it as like a um, just a regular traditional asset and kind of take out the crypto as aspect of it, take out the blockchain aspect of it and think about the context of what's happening. But like you say, if you can follow a transaction from centralized exchange to non-custodial wallet, and then kind of being able to observe, observe that on chain, it definitely makes it less of this kind of unknown, scary topic and makes it more real and, and um, I guess easy to, easy to grasp. Um, yeah, yeah, people, uh, should go into this with the mentality of crypto is supposed to be permissionless. You, you don't really understand what that means until you've been in crypto for a little while, but at a basic level, if you, if you think about, um, not needing permission to go learn about it, yeah, right? Like. I think a lot of accountants that I've talked to are like, yeah, I'd love to do more crypto, but I don't have any crypto clients. Well, there's nothing stopping you from like trying it out. You know, there's no wall there. Yeah. You, you can just do it. Be your first, be your own first client, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so that segues into 
what I, what else I think is is really important to understand, which is okay. I'm an accountant. I've done my CPEs for the last three or four years. You know, learning about blockchain as a distributed ledger and all these things. Um, why is now? Why should I? Why should I spend my time learning about this now or going after crypto clients now? That's yeah. that's a um, legitimate question. That I mean, I've got an answer for that question. Um, yeah. uh, we just did, ran the numbers on it recently. And um, based on a Pew Research study done in November 2021, about 16 to 17% of Americans hold or have held crypto assets, digital assets. And so if you kind of just extrapolate on that and assume that maybe half of people file their own returns, half of people don't, it's about a $5 billion industry in tax preparation alone. So, I mean, it's a massive industry just, just from the tax prep side. So when you start to think about these other major companies like Nike doing stuff in the metaverse with NFTs and Porsche doing stuff with NFTs and Starbucks doing a loyalty program on Polygon and all these things, it's... Um, you see that you see the adoption coming, and I think it's just a tsunami of of stuff that's coming. And whether the market's up or down, it's you know there's opportunity to be had there. You you're going to need financial reporting, whether you're in an up market or a down market. Exactly. And um, and one thing to point out is that the crypto accounting firms that I know uh, they they charge five to 10 times what traditional uh, businesses would be charged for bookkeeping services. Yeah. So it's a lot, it's more work, but yeah. uh, if you, if you, you know, kind of decide, Hey, I'm going to go down this path, there's much bigger opportunities. People are willing to pay more because they know it's more work. They know there's no best practices and they know that there is, not enough talent out there to where the, they can get this any cheaper. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think um, one thing we see often at crypto CFOs is uh, the, the industry is moving from a niche to a necessity. And I think that any CPA firm that wants to be relevant five to 10 years in the future, they need to start learning this stuff now. And um, yeah, on that note, I, I kind of wanted to ask you, I know that you guys recently launched your accounting partner program and um would you mind telling me a little bit more about that and just where people can find out more? We found that there have been uh, many more accounting firms diving into crypto as, as of the last like three to six months. The reason why is because there's demand. There, like I said before, there's a lack of people who have experience with this stuff. There is a growing industry with more and more businesses who need help. And, uh, and so what we're doing is creating a partner program that includes Gilded's uh, accounting and payment software at, as, at the core, but then layers on all kinds of really great things that help you build a practice in crypto accounting. Um, that includes, um, training for your team on how to use the Gilded software. It includes uh, templates and resources that you can use uh, to, to better serve your crypto clients. It includes uh, access to the crypto CFOs community. It includes um, 
um, uh, updates for like regulatory changes, our perspective on them, how that might impact you. Um, it includes ideas for you know ways that you might branch out your your practice and to be able to to support greater or shifting needs of of clients. Basically, like a window of of what we're seeing in the industry. And most importantly, it includes like handheld support. So when you get stuck with a problem um, that you're not sure how to solve, or if you're just not confident and you just want a second opinion on, um, you know, something you're looking at or how something's set up, we are there to provide crypto expertise. Uh, we like to, you know, tell our customers, we're not your accountant, but we uh, we understand the accounting practice and we understand crypto really well, and we can act as a sounding board in that way. That gives accounting firms more confidence that they're going, going to be able to um, offer services within the industry. So this partner program includes all of those things. Um, typically, you know, we work with accounting firms that have anywhere from uh, one to a dozen cus customers with us. If you are uh, interested in learning more about the program, you can visit our website at gilded.finance, uh, navigate to the resources section, and then there's a link for accounting partner program. And on that page, there's a, a sign up form where you can learn more. That's awesome. Um, one other uh, thing I wanted to plug on your behalf as well was the Decentralized Ops podcast. Um, I know I learned a lot on the NFT uh, launch episode. I didn't realize that you needed to register individually with each um, uh, marketplace. So that that was a really great uh, thing for me to know as well. So I learned a lot from that episode. And um, if, if, if anyone wants to check out that as well, um, it's available on, on pretty much any any podcast service, right? Yeah, the, the term decentralized ops is one we're using to refer to not just crypto accounting and finance, but the greater um, umbrella of all the back office operational um, strategies that you need to scale successfully in crypto. Um, the podcast is designed to surface all the different aspects of that by in, you know interviewing folks who are kind of on the front lines. So the goal there is to you know to uncover best practices or uh, tips or key learnings or, you know, even uh, just kind of knowledge sharing experiences about all sorts of different things, whether it's how to pay your employees in crypto to how to prepare for an upcoming NFT drop and everything in between. And yeah, the podcast is on Apple and Spotify. You can also visit dops.transistor.fm um, to see the episodes. And then lastly, we have a newsletter um, that goes out weekly, which includes industry news and um, and kind of, you know, my take on the market as it is today. And that's available at deops.substack.com. Sweet. Well, uh, we'll have links to that stuff in the video when we post it on YouTube. Uh, so, so that's great. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Gil. And thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your time. Thanks again. My pleasure. Yeah. Take care.